Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show here on The Good Neighbor News Talk 830-WCCO. We hear a lot of talk about the economy. We hear a lot of talk about getting big cities thriving and moving and trying to trying to get people back to work. And specifically in Minneapolis, there's been a lot of issues with getting people back into the city to work. And according to Axios, Twin Cities, Twin Cities office vacancies among the highest in the U.S. Now, l- let me state my position here before we get into some of the uh, the stuff that Axios rolls out in their piece. I think that the, we have to bring forward some sort of balance. Th- there should be some sort of balance with hybrid work these days for the sake of our economy as a whole. That's what I believe. And what I mean by that is that, to me, this this thing about work from home and you should never have to go into your office, I don't believe that. I, I don't think that that does our local economy any good. I don't think it does our cities any good in terms of from an atmosphere perspective and being more vibrant. I don't buy that. Now, people are talking about, well, that's just old school in terms of thinking and how the model should be. And moving. If we want to do a hybrid, that's fine. If you think that just staying at home every single day of your life to work is something that's owed to you or should, is something that should be done, I don't, I, I don't believe in that model. I don't. Everybody's job is different. We get that. But me, I think that it's more... Our local community is better off, and specifically even statewide, when people are coming into Minneapolis and St. Paul, whatever, uh, if you work for a big company or whatever company, and you spend some of your time working in the office. I believe that. Now, Now, I'm open to hear from people that disagree, but that's my thought on it. According to Axios, the Twin Cities is one of the highest offense office vacancy rates in the country, ranking 14th out of 79 metro areas, according to data from Moody's Analytics. Office buildings, both locally and nationally, are emptying as companies continue to adapt to the new norms of remote and hybrid work. Jacob Fry, he's called for big corporations to bring their workers back into the office. A lot of those company leaders have already moved past that idea. And according to their piece, just six out of 158 U.S. CEOs say that they will prioritize bringing workers back to the office full-time in 2024. Look, I'm not sitting here saying go from zero to 100. 
after being in a pandemic. No one's saying that. Because I don't think that we're ever going to go back to everybody's got to go into an office and work full-time. I don't think that that is a thing anymore. And I don't even think that that's realistic. But what I am saying is that I don't think that that we should look and think that our way of life, our city, specifically Minneapolis, which means so much to the state, regardless of whether you want to be in the city or not, to think that we can just have this much vacancy in terms of office space, and that's a good thing, I disagree with that. You never want as much wasted or empty office space as we have. But I think that there can be that happy medium, and I think we kind of touched on this a little bit last week or the week before, that you can have this hybrid where you go into the office for three days a week, you work from home for two. If you are responsible enough to handle it, and some people can't. Some people cannot stay focused at home. I mean, there, there's, there are pros and cons, right? I mean, you, you don't want to spend the overhead if you don't have to have all of these bills, if you got this, you know, open office space. But this, at the same time, that office space then becomes vacant. But people have become accustomed to working from home, and we realize that there are a lot of things that we can do from home that don't necessarily affect the efficiency. So if a company can be as efficient and they're not spending as much with overhead with these you know, office buildings that they have to rent, I, I have to imagine most of them rent, maybe some of them actually own, that you're not going to – there's a sense of comfort. Like employees have gotten comfortable with at least being at home part of the time. Yeah. And, and I, I don't think that's something that should be taken away from them. No, I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying take it away from them. Some of the time. Where in this can we talk about doing our part? Like part of this conversation should be that part of us wanting to live in a very vibrant – city, and state whose economy is not just going to be stable but going to be much better in the long term. Mm -hmm. We talk about creating an atmosphere for wanting to always remain and be a big city, doing big things like having the Big Ten tournament, both men's and women's coming up, or having the U.S. uh, gymnastics trials here in the spring. Like Part of that should be if your big-time companies like Target and others do your part and continue to have – do I think that Target could probably get a better deal on office space with the vacancies that we're seeing? Probably. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like, like I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, just I, think you, I think you can do your part. I, I understand the quality of life thing, and I, I completely agree that having these big I don't see. Ev- I don't see General Mills trying to get out of Golden, Golden Valley. No, but, but I, I don't think that these companies mandating a return to the office five days a week – after employees have been allowed the flexibility to, at worst, have this hybrid schedule, I mean, who's asking w- for that? Well, no, but if if you're telling me that it, you know, these people need to come back because it adds to a more vibrant Minneapolis, yep. okay. some of the time, not five days a week. No one's no one's advocating for five days a week. Uh, there, there are some people that the 
the vibrancy of Minneapolis is not a priority to them. And I, I think maybe there's a little and bit that, of a disconnect. And that, and, and that, but that, that, that is part of the problem is that you can't, that selfishly, mm-hmm. you care about your situation and you don't care about anything else. You want to go and you want to do whatever you want to do in Minneapolis when you want to do it. And then you complain yeah. about Minneapolis. Isn't this, isn't that? I mean, you can't, how, how can you have it all? But how much don't we all sacrifice to make to make things better? We do, but I mean, I, I guess are we talking about the corporate, you know, the the corporate angle and the responsibility of what they owe to downtown? Are we talking about the employees that owe something to downtown? I'm talking about both. Okay, I'm talking about both because because I think there are some people that want to spin it and say that. If a company like Target or others mm-hmm. uh, mandate that half, to, let's say, for instance, 50% of the time, you got to come back, right? Because remember, they did the whole like a week here, a week there, whatever, yeah. a week. People think that, well, you're just going to have people revolting. That's silliness. Is it, Th- though? Yeah, yes, it's silliness. Okay. Uh, if you have a good, damn paying job at Target, you're not going to quit Target because somebody's asking you to come into work for, for, uh, for fifty percent of the time, but I, it, I don't think that that's a thing. But it, it also boils down to what is the employee value? Does the employee value the flexibility with a hybrid schedule and not being forced to come into the office five days a week, or are they willing to forego, you know, whatever it is that they get out of the, you know, work life balance? Because the work life balance matters at this point are you willing to forego your job at a company based on that and i would say no because people want to try to spin this like that there will be some massive revolt if target or other organization companies corporations start mandating people to come down a third of the time or 50 that's i don't buy that for one second you might not have a mass revolt but you will have people that will They'll have other options. And other people will fill their damn spot. And, and, that, and that's fine. Yep. But the, the thing is with the employees that are coming in, they're going to know that, hey, this is the plan. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to have to come into the office. These are the rules. This is the hard and fast. Yep. Five days a week, you're coming into downtown Minneapolis. I'm talking hybrid. I'm, I'm not once said five days a week. Right. I, I haven't said that. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, if, if you're not going to get the schedule that you want. Yep. And if you don't value the money as much as maybe other people do, then you make a decision based on whatever you feel is best. If that means you're going to go someplace else for the same paying job or a little bit less, if that's what people are valuing, and that's, then I don't have a problem with that. And I don't have a problem with that, but that's what I'm saying. If you don't want to do that and you want to revolt, then you can leave. And what I'm saying is that there's going to be somebody else that's been waiting for a job a good fit that will come in and might even take less than what you were getting paid. And it might benefit Target. It might benefit some of these other organizations. I just think that us sitting here beholden and saying, well, times have changed and we just, uh, the the hybrid thing, it's got to be out of the five days a week, we may go in once. Now, I think that that corporations need to put their foot down a little bit more. I think it helps out everybody more. As opposed to people being selfish, sitting there thinking about themselves and saying, "Well, I'm never going into work because this is the, this how time to change." I, I don't, I don't think that's good for us. But I, I think the days of employees letting the corporation dictate all of the terms. I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong, but I feel like those days are over because we saw during the pandemic 
And now the, the employees have been holding more of the power. And once you have that, why would they want to flip and again say, okay, well, yeah, if, if you're going to, you know, I've got this schedule and I've been doing fine and I've been working from home four days a week and going into the office one, why all of a sudden do I have to go in four and work from home? What? Let, let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. That's my and, 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 and I agree with you that that the flexibility has been a good thing. And I do think that that we as employees have flexed a l- little bit of power. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. you mean to tell me that they got more power than the co- than the company now? No, I, I'm I'm not saying they do. But corporations, if we've looked at the higher, they're being trade, nice. They, they are they they are giving more flexibility. And, to, and, and you to mean the to, employees and you mean to tell me that that that. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. If that corporation says we're done being nice, we're out of the pandemic, you're coming back to work. Then who has the power? I'm sorry. Well, I was looking at the text line here. The, 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 what I'm saying is if, if the corporation says we're done being nice, mm-hmm. we're a couple years removed from the pandemic, you're coming back to work. Who has the power then? I would say the corporation does. You have the power to leave. Yeah, you do. Which is fine. Or the corporation says, deuces, we'll, we'll talk to you later. Yeah, if, if that's what the corporation feels that they want to do, then that's, that's fine. That is their right. They can do whatever they want. But just know that this is not a situation where it's like, it's my way or the highway. Yep. And, and there are options for employees. If you are skilled enough and you are you – know, if – if the company really feels like you are dispensable, yep, then you can go someplace else. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And, and there's a text that I want to address as we come out of a break because I think it's it's spot on, and I see that they're making a great point. But I have a point that I want to make after reading their text, and we do that next year on the Lake Show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law All right, I love this text from the 612. I have adult children who have worked from home since the pandemic began. They've left positions to continue to work remote. 
They all make decent salaries, uh, roughly right around $200,000. They do their work independently and run business units remotely. They travel all over the world and work remotely. Asia, Europe, uh, the UAE, maybe we're looking at this all wrong. First off, man, more power to them. And I am not sitting here trying to dump on people that work from home. I'm not. There are times where if if I wanted to, I could do the show every single night from home. Yeah, what, you could. Uh, that's real talk. I actually, so I can broadcast out of town. Like So literally next week, if I want to go somewhere, I can go wherever I want in the country and broadcast from whatever hotel room, whatever beach, whatever. I could do that. Now, respectfully, that's not – you're only going to do that for certain instances. So when I'm on the road with the Twins to start the year this year in Kansas City, whatever, yes, I'll do that. My, my point is this, is that, yes, I love the fact that we are displaying some flexibility with the hybrid model and people being able to work differently after the pandemic than before than before. But this attitude, th- this is this is the point that I'm trying to make. The attitude that if an employer asks somebody to come back to work, that somehow some way we are disrespecting the employee, I have to push back on that. With all due respect to any employee with whatever company, to think that you, we've gotten comfortable with working from home and that all of a sudden how dare the employer ask us to come back to work, that's a sign of disrespect. I have to push back on that. I just have to push back on that. 651-461-9226. Let's take a phone call from Gary in Brooklyn Park. How you doing, Gary? Hey, Henry. How's it going? I'm doing pretty good. My comment is this. I know we have a lot of empty buildings, and I know that there's a lot of talk about people coming back to work in a downtown area. One of the things that I think that we're missing talking about is the camaraderie that we would have seeing your fellow employees that you work with. I think a lot of times when you work from home, you kind of miss that a little bit and may not have it. And it's just the same thing with educating from school, you know, from home. I kind of think that something is is missed out on, on that whole situation. I can understand some people wanting to work from home, but yet I see the fact that you miss being with the people that you've worked with. And I think that the mental part of it is part of it. Yep. No, I'm with you. And thanks for the phone call from Gary in in, in Brooklyn Park. Look, maybe the days of a person working at Target Mm -hmm. and then after going to Brit's Pub for happy hour, maybe those days are over. I hope not. Maybe the days of when you worked at the IDS and you walked down the street to Zalo, maybe those days are – and and look, this is not me wanting to – Back in my day, I'm just saying I, I do think that that part does matter. I think that Gary brings up a good point. Now, a lot of people just don't care. They don't. I mean, they're not caring about a happy hour. They're not caring about the camaraderie and all of that. Whatever. All I'm saying is, is that I don't think that that is disrespectful at all for these big companies to ask their employees to come in a little bit more. I, I, I no, I, I don't think anybody's I, saying I, it's disrespectful. And, to the and I actually do think that it helps our downtown if that is the case. No, no question. You know, when I came back, back in uh, 2019, being from outstate southwestern Minnesota, uh, 
I would come to the cities, and I'd love downtown Minneapolis. Like, I absolutely love downtown Minneapolis. Just like, because it was so different. It was so big. It was so, it was a different beast. And when I came back, I was excited to come back and work in downtown Minneapolis. Because I, I love the bars. I love the people. I just love the hustle and the bustle. Like, I, I just, I, that is something that I walk through the skyways here. And it makes me sad. Because we've got so many of these businesses that did not make it through the pandemic. And they're not coming back. From the text line, on the other hand, you have someone like me who would love to return to the office and is so vulnerable to COVID, hospitalized multiple times. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. It's not safe for me to come, and my employer hasn't wanted to be. Now, now in that specific case, which which that is very specific, I think that the, that the employer is doing the employee a disservice. That employer is being a hard ass. This person is vulnerable to COVID and 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 being hospitalized and an illness to to me that's not that's not what we're talking about here. That's just a, an employer just being mean, mean spirited to an employee that wants to work for them and they have mitigate they have circumstances. There's no compassion. That they're exactly you need to have compassion. But I have no problem with the employers also dictating the terms. I have no problem with that. This from the six one two. I actually agree with Lake on this one. If the employer wants the employees to come back to work. They come back to work. They're paying the salary. Now, now look, and I'm not saying that I want employers and the companies to rule with a heavy hand, right? You know, that's not what I'm saying here. I'm just saying I think that we all, we all are in this together, right? I think that we're all better off if there's more of a balance between the hybrid and the coming back. Um, it doesn't have to be an either or. It, it it doesn't have to be slanted towards one versus the other. That's that's the point that I'm trying to make. All right, six five one four six one nine two two six. Where is the line in the sand with second chances in sports? An interesting situation taking place. An interesting situation taking place in the MLS with Sporting KC. Alex Gold from 610 Sports Radio, he joins us next to talk about that as well as some NFL action next year on The Lake Show. Where is the line where we talk about second chances in sports? There's a story that I want to get into here involving a gentleman by the name of Gavin Wilkinson. He was just recently hired eight days ago by Sporting KC of the MLS, but now has had that uh, contract terminated following fan backlash. So Wilkinson, he was implicated in multiple investigations while general manager and president of soccer at the Portland Timbers and Thorns over his role in shielding former Thorns coach Paul Riley, um, including withholding information about Riley's alleged sexual harassment and getting helping him get rehired. So that's, that's a no-no. You don't do that. Uh, you got to slap the hand. He was hired, though, by Sporting KC. The backlash has been strong. And, look, I think that Sporting has done the right thing here. That's a no-no. They should not have tried to get this one over on their fan base. What is the reaction like in KC? Let's talk to Alex Gold from 610 Sports Radio. He's joining us here on The Lake Show. Alex, my man, how you been? Hey, it's been great. I've been great. Hope you've been great. And uh, it's always good to come on with you guys. Uh, and certainly this time of the year, uh, it seems like uh, we're usually talking Chiefs football, but you're right about 
that story you referenced there with sporting, I mean, it's not often this time of the year they're the ones making some headlines. But I, I think it, it speaks to how outspoken and passionate the sporting Kansas City fan base is. I mean, you remember from when you were in Kansas City, I mean, when it comes to a passionate fan base and, frankly, usually an organization that, that does make the right decisions, it has been sporting Kansas City. But this is one where they, they clearly – uh, should never have hired uh, Gavin to, to begin with. And very quickly, eight days later, uh, I think they, they recognize there's no way they could move forward. You know, Alex, I, I know how passionate, as you just stated, how the, you know the Kansas City sports fans are. I, I've never lived anywhere where the, the, the fans are as vocal, uh, supportive, as in Kansas City. I've lived in Atlanta, I've lived in Kansas City, and clearly uh, being somebody from, from Minneapolis, um, I get it, man. I give them all the props in the world. You know, when you look at this, look, we, we know this, and, and I do believe this. I believe in second chances. I understand that uh, nobody's life is disposable. But when I look at this sporting situation, the problem that I have with giving this individual a second chance is that not only can you not give them uh, a second chance with regards to the conduct that they were a part of at their previous stop, but the fact that you're essentially putting them in an executive type position to me, you, that's a no, no, you can't do that. Right. Yeah. This was sporting director is the, is the title that he was given to work alongside Peter Vermees, who's been the, the manager of sporting Kansas city for a very long time here. And when, when you're thinking about, uh, as you said, a position of, of power like that, that he was in, in Portland and you're giving him another you know, higher up position within an organization uh, you know, it's hard hard to imagine that Sporting Kansas City would have been willing to let that individual into their organization. And yeah, you're right. Like second chances, I think absolutely is something that that is warranted for for just about any you know individual. But in this circumstance, with the exact same type of role, the same league, all of it, considering everything, what he had is there was many people uh, that was spoke about this locally. Uh, including a ladies for sporting KC group was outspoken about this saying like, yeah, seven years to come forward while I was in Portland though, you know, mm-hmm. and, 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 and he never chose once to do so until, you know, it became uh, public on its own. And so, you know, you just, does that individual need to be part of, of this organization in that particular role? And I think, you know, sporting Kansas city had to have seen that the backlash was going to come, but I, I I think they underestimated how uh, how vocal people would, were going to be in the, the Kansas City area, and you know they couldn't they just couldn't move forward with, with that individual going uh, the rest of this off season and moving forward with momentum that they have for some other things going on right now. Yeah, we're talking to Alice Gold, host of Cody and Gold, and that betting show on Six Ten Sports. Uh, sports radio in Kansas City. He's joining us here on the Lake Show on News Talk eight three zero WCCO. One more question on this. Look, this could go down as one of those <laughs> Friday uh, media dumps, right? One of those news dumps that you do on a Friday. But when did actually this story get hot? When did it really get percolating? When did Sporting see that, well, we've got a problem on our hands here? Well, I'll be honest, pretty quick, there was immediate reaction. Everybody, you know, recognized who this individual was right away. I mean, if, <laughs> if you, you know, if you, if you follow, like, oh, admittedly, I'm not a diehard soccer fan, um, but those that are – you know, attached and, and season ticket holders for Sporting Kansas City full of the MLS, immediately there was outrage. I think then it went up another notch or two when, you know, casual sports fans in the area started asking, like, hey, what, what, what's the story here? Why, why is everybody – and you do some digging and you realize, oh, wait a second, this, this individual was involved in, in this investigation. And then when you start having, you know, some, some uh, supporters of Sporting Kansas City 
uh, speak out, not just the, the cauldron, which is this uh, the, the actual fan group uh, at the stadium, the supporter group at the stadium, uh, but as I said, this ladies of sporting group coming out, and you have different organizations coming out and speaking on it. Then you know, then it becomes the story or one of these stories in the area, um, and you know, it's just frankly, it's just it's not worth it if you're sporting Kansas City. Should never have made that decision. Yeah. All right. So so let's move on to other topics here, and I got a couple things I want to get into with you. First off, one of the other shows that you do on the station is that betting show. Here in Minnesota, we don't have legalized sports wagering. Uh, you guys do have legalized sports wagering there, and I know that you're all about it. Just just tell the people of Minnesota what we're missing out on, uh, possibly in terms of, I don't know, do you know what the numbers are in terms of the first year money made for the state when when they legalize sports wagering? Right. So in, in Kansas, it's important to know for people listening, so Missouri, where the pro teams are located, does not have legalized sports wagering, but we're on the state line here. So on the Kansas side, uh, folks will, will drive just you know 10 minutes in some cases to go across, park at a you know, a convenience store or parking lot or whatever and, and make their mobile wagers. And Kansas has been up and running since September of 2022. And I believe they announced the figures that tax revenue uh, was something like $7 million, something like that in year one. It's not a huge, huge number. There, there's different reasons for that. And each state has different tax breakdowns uh, for what, what kind of tax revenue that they can get based on the, the tax rate. Uh, and interestingly enough, 80% of that revenue uh, goes towards a attracting professional sports team fund in Kansas. So that's kind of the breakdown there. But, no, people are missing out. Look, you know, I, I'm a big believer, Lake, in, in letting adults make adult decisions, and uh, that includes sports wagering. And that's been the big fight even on the Missouri side because it's not legal there yet. And there's been a lot of reasons for that. And, you know, every year there seems to be another state or two that, that legalizes it. So I think we're getting closer and closer. But um, it is, you know, something that, man, I you know, it's, it's – something I've always enjoyed talking about uh, from a content perspective. And certainly this time of year with NFL playoffs, it's something I really enjoy betting on. Speaking of NFL playoffs, the Chiefs and Buffalo Bills this weekend going to uh, run it back yet again. Well, what are your thoughts on this game? Because when I look at this game, I think that the teams are pretty even for the most part. I mean, Buffalo is starting to you know go on a heater here. They've, they've gotten better here at the end of the year. Um, there's been a lot of inconsistency with the Chiefs this year. And I know that people are some people are down on Patrick Mahomes. Um, I'm not really down on Patrick Mahomes. I think a lot of the issues have been, um, you know, b- besides the offensive line being very inconsistent, but, you know, everybody wanting to drop passes from Patrick Mahomes, right? Um, and he's had a, down, a little bit of a down year for by his standards. But I think that there's a significant injury that nobody's talking about. And I think that you – um, kind of talked about it or touched on it in one of your tweets, but I was thinking about this earlier today when I saw the news. I think that Gabe Davis being out for the Buffalo Bills, I think that's a big blow. Gabe Davis, he has really good games against the Kansas City Chiefs. So I think that that really hurts the Buffalo Bills offense. Well, what is your take on this matchup in this game? So I'm with you where it's a coin flip type of game, you know, and, and this is the game if you're Buffalo, you've been waiting for. You've wanted – the Bills to have the opportunity to welcome Patrick Mahomes into their stadium. That's been the one thing Bills fans have held on to. Like, what happens when he goes to Buffalo? Well, now we're going to see that on Sunday. And it's not as if, you know, Patrick Mahomes is going to turn into a pumpkin on the road. The guy's actually been better on the road in his career, believe it or not, in multiple statistical categories uh, than he has been at home. And we know he's been unbelievable at at home throughout his career already. And so I I think just the storyline of Josh Allen trying to avoid – 
0-3 against Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs is just a fascinating one. Like, if not this time, then win. But in terms of the actual matchup, you know, all the injuries, including Gabe Davis, I mean, I think that is a huge deal for this particular game. The Chiefs are fairly healthy, not as healthy as you can be for this late in the season, in the postseason. And, you know, the Chiefs have done a great job against number one wide receivers. So, like, I hear you on Gabe Davis. You know, I actually think, even if he was playing, I'm not too concerned about the wide receivers. They're mm-hmm. going to lock down Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, Khalil Shakir. I think it's more off, you know, defensively what the tight end Dalton Kincaid might be able to do. Good point. Uh, but offen- Good point. Offensively, Lake, you know, for the Chiefs, the, the, that's been the biggest issue. And you know, I think they played better the last couple weeks against Cincinnati and Miami. They started to actually be who they should be this year, not who they were in 2022 and 2021 when they were one of the best offenses. They got to be a little more of a run team. They got to lean into Pacheco. They got to lean into the rookie wide receiver Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey and stop trying to make Kadarius Tony somebody that he's just not in this league. You referenced the drops, and so I think that's why Chiefs fans are probably more confident right now than they have been at any time this year because you know what you're getting from your defense, and now the offense is acting like who they are instead of trying to be who they have been. Yeah, we're talking to Alice Gold from 610 Sports Radio here on The Late Show on News Talk 830-WCCO. All right, a couple of final things for Alex, and then we'll let him go on this uh, this Friday evening, and I appreciate his time. Explain to me um, what the heck is going on here with Frank White, uh, (laughs) legendary Kansas City Royals baseball player. I mean, just unbelievable person by all accounts. I've only only met him two times in the time that I was living in Kansas City, which was five and a half years. But what's going on with him and the back and forth with the um, the taxpayers there? Because there's there's this issue. Well, first off, the Kansas City Royals are looking to get a new stadium, right? But Frank White is in the middle of some stuff going on with, uh, I guess, uh, with, with some taxes that are going on. Because what's it? he's commissioner right. of what? Yeah, so he's the Jackson County executive, right? So he's in, he's in charge of Jackson County and yep. the budgeting and everything. And there's the Jackson County legislature, which he oversees. And right now, both the Chiefs and Royals are seeking an extension of a three-eighth cent sales tax, which is, again, it's an extension. It's already been around part of the current lease where the Royals play or the Chiefs play at the Truman Sports Complex. And both teams would like that to be extended and get on the April ballot. And the Royals' plan is to build a brand-new stadium downtown. The Chiefs have said they would like to renovate Arrowhead and then turn you know, the Kauffman site into you know, maybe some bars or whatever they want to do at that particular site. Although, admittedly, both the Royals and Chiefs haven't been 100% clear with their full intentions. The Royals haven't selected a specific site, and that's been the complaint uh, from Frank White, and I think that's justifiable. But the, the issue is he right now is uh, it's currently blocking the ability for it to get to the people in an April ballot Mm. and let the people decide. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of thought here that he has a grudge against the Royals, despite, as you said, he's a legend. If number retired, got a statue at Kauffman stadium, but he was fired as a broadcaster. I guess it's been probably 10 plus years now at this point in time. And so there's a lot of people that believe he still holds a grudge for that. um, And in perhaps is trying to make life difficult here. Um, There are questions that still need to be answered between now and April, but, you know, there's a lot of people that believe that this thing, and as do I, that let, let the people have the opportunity. If the yeah. details aren't what they want by April 2nd, well, then people can vote no. Let them vote no. But blocking the people from deciding in April is, is kind of ridiculous. Now, they could always try an August ballot, but admittedly, it sounds like the Chiefs 
and Royals don't want that for a variety of reasons, including, you know, it gets closer to the general election. And then you also have the fact that, uh, you know, you, you start to worry uh, with the, the governor of Missouri has committed and said, you know, he's willing to keep both teams in Missouri. But you know, I think his term is over at the end of the year or something like that or 2025. And so you know, they're, they're worried, you know, about that political climate, you know, down the road. And they, they want to capitalize right now. Hey, real quick, for the record, uh, you are for a stadium being in downtown KC, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And look, you know, you, I'm sure as you discussed, we could all talk about publicly financed stadiums. Yes, would I prefer that every single billionaire owner paid 100% of the project? Of course I would. Unfortunately, we know the reality of what happens when you're not willing to pay for some of it with public money. We yep. see what has happened in Oakland and other cities. It's a shame. I get it. It's not, it's not a system that's great. Um, but I think you lose the Royals or you lose the Chiefs to Kansas or out of the region, and that's devastating for your community. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Hey, Alex, man, great stuff as always. So happy to have you back on the show. And uh, I think that I will see you sooner than later because I think that I will be in Allen Fieldhouse at some point next month. All right, there we go. All right, man, yeah, let me know. Appreciate it. All right, take care. That's Alex Doe joining us from 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City. We'll take a break, we'll come back, and we'll wrap up Hour 2, and we'll do that next. I hate the fact that Frank White is potentially tarnishing his legacy with Kansas City Royals fans. He's an icon there, man. Why? And, and to think that what if he's doing that, and I'm not saying he is, but they're wondering out loud, is he doing this because he got fired being a part of the broadcast team? Like, wh- I don't know why you do that. Everybody loves you still. You know, sometimes you just trying to take it out on the organization. I, I mean, you got a statue. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's just it's about that lasting feeling, right? Like you can have bad things happen, and then something good happens, and it kind of negates everything. But what, I mean, when you're fired, some people it, it it just it it hurts and it stings, and you can't get over it. Like that's that's something that people. One of those things that they just can't get over. Like there are some things you can forgive people for. But now you're taking it to a different level, though. Like there's one thing to you can't get over, but now you have a direct hand in something that impacts fans, mm-hmm. and people are saying that there's spillover. I don't think that's fair. It, it's not, but it, it goes to show. I mean, there's again, like my buddy Patrick Creighton says, there ain't no petty like sports petty. And this is extremely petty, and it is really unfortunate because even growing up, you know, being a, you know, I remember watching those Royals teams, and Frank White is a name that I very clearly remember. Second baseman, I believe he wore number 20, didn't he? Was that the. Yeah. Yep. So you look at that and what they did in the mid 80s, and you're like, yeah, he was a big part of that. You know, Willie Wilson and George Brett and Frank White and. You know, Dan Quisenberry, Brett Saberhag, and that. So it is unfortunate that this is, you know, this could be part of the legacy and the younger fans are not going to understand who he is. I don't know, you know, what it would take for this to, to turn around, but it seems like whatever it is, it's pretty deeply rooted. And, I mean, can they get over it? Patrick Creighton, you mentioned his name, the veteran Houston host, radio host. He's going to join us next. We'll talk some NFL with him. But I got a question, man, with regards to a signing in Major League Baseball today. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. We'll get to that next.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.